Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Bing bong! <laughs> Fuck your life! <laughs> oh, that's right, we still rolling. It was worth it. It was totally worth it. You know what one of my favorite things on the internet is? Shout out to Side Talk NY. <laughs> you know what one of my favorite things on the entire internet is? Yeah. The guy going, Yo, shoes, wet. Yo, shirt, <laughs> wet. <laughs> Me, I'm dope as fuck. That's my favorite. It's definitely one of my favorites. But yeah, see, check my audio levels now, Mac. <laughs> I'm coming through clean. Am I coming through clean? Ayo, ayo, tweet at us. Let me know if that came through clean. Cause I always come through clean. Did you shower today? Wow, are you questioning my hygiene habits? Cause we all know you whites like bathe in it. You're good. <laughs> You and your delegation have some answering to do. I literally, I seen this white girl the other day says she just like showers her like arms and shit like that. What and the lets the soap, and she says she lets the soap run down her leg. She that doesn't do, no, that's not enough. Wash. Yeah, yeah. That's not enough yeah. people. And look, see, I would just say it was her, right? But then you got to answer for, for Mila Kunis, right? Uh, Ashton Kutcher. Probably Dak Shepard. Uh, Angelina. Look, come on, son. Why don't, why don't y'all bathe? I, dude, it's, I'm clear. It's not, it's not the middle ages anymore, white people. You, I'm you clear because I'm clear. <laughs> I'm clear. It's because I'm white, isn't it? No, Larry's white, so what? Larry's not white. Larry's clear. I said I'm clear because I take like three showers a day. Don't play with me, ho. At least two. At least two. I could even feel one shower a day, right? Like if you sensitive skin and your skin dry out all the fucking well, time. Well, I shower right? immediately when like, I wake up because I don't I don't feel like I even can like begin my day without a shower. I can't. I look typically shower when I get back from work. I shower and I take baths. So <laughs> leave it at that. Y'all niggas. If I know I'm gonna be up all night, I'll take a shower around midnight or one or two. Listen, as long just because it gives me like the 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 pseudo feeling of a second day. As long as we are living in a first-rate, well-developed society, you have no excuse not to shower every day. I will continue to use my water privileges to their advantage as long as I don't have to have shares in a public water facility, right? Because um. It's coming. I, I don't know how to, uh, I don't know how to break it to you guys any way that I haven't already broke it to you. But um, yeah, we're running out of fresh water. So just keep that in mind. Not to be bleak or anything. But the prices on water is rising up and crashing through. This is Diane Ziggy with the flood. And Doc, what do we do? We put our 
hip-hop perspective. To put the culture in context. And make the mainstream make, make sense. Make some sense. And make dollars. Holla. Holla, holla, bell, y'all. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, it's some money. Send to our Patreon. <laughs> Follow us on all the mainstreams. On all... On the Twitches. We have a Twitch now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> On the Twitches. At the Flood Pod. Guess who's leaning into his dad mode hard right now? Shout out to the dad core followers. On that Twitch TV thing. No, but seriously, yeah, no. Follow us on all the socials at the Flood Pod on everything. And that's on everything. And that now includes a Twitch channel. Because Doc told me, he's like, dude, you multitask and game all the time. Just turn on the camera. All the fucking time. I might even start gaming if it's something that y'all are game for. <laughs> More dad jokes. As we are rolling on into it today, what do we got? We got some Game Awards news. Yes, the Video Game Awards 2021 just happened, like, what, Friday, Thursday, something like that. A uh, lot of big reveals. Um, definitely, you know, some unexpected reveals. We got the Sonic 2 trailer dropped. We got uh, Nightmare Alley from Guillermo del Toro. We'll talk more about that. You know what was a uh, pretty expected reveal? Uh, Jesse Smollier. He's guilty verdict, yes. Um, and as, uh, who, as Michael Rappaport likes to call it, gay Tupac. Juicy small yet. <laughs> um, speaking of juicy, some news about Nancy Reagan popped up on the internet, and you know, it was already a pretty well known secret, but uh, the internet rediscovered it, so we gotta talk about it. The NBA has its first alt right player, and his last name is Freedom. Oh. <laughs> Oh, buddy. Um, Kanye and Drake had their charity concert or their benefit concert in uh, hopes to free Larry Hoover this week. We also got some, you know, we got some Black Panther news. We got some Star Wars news. We got and a, a little... turtle take that aged very poorly. <laughs> and a little bit of political news. So let's roll on into it. How do you want to start them on this week, Zig? Are we going to take let's, a How about we just time? bring him back? to bring this day in history one week from today. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. Alrighty, the segment where we take a little trip back through the times to see when this drops, what notable events may have happened. On December 18th. <laughs> one week from when we are currently recording. <laughs> in 1653, with a third appearance, Parliamentarian General Oliver Cromwell appointed as Lord Protector of England, Scotland, and Ireland. Ooh, ooh, okay. So, uh... This is the person at ooh. the end of the British Revolution. Right, so this is the leader that abolished the British monarchy. Yes. Right? That brief time when England became extremely boring, right? Like, <laughs> if you thought that British politics was already, like, just long, drawn out, and tired, um, yeah, no. But Oliver Cromwell, I think, is one of the people who is, one of his most notable um, actions during his time was outlawing Christmas 
if I believe correctly. Like, oh so, yeah, they were really on the fuck the Catholic Church. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, no Santa, no presents, no decorations, none of this. Shit. So Completely uh, following up on from going from fuck the Catholic Church to fuck Britain okay. in 1773, the Boston Tea Party happened. Mm, very Anglo-centric. Uh, also, the Boston Tea Party, the first frat party. Also, terrorism. Yeah, terrorism. An act of terrorism, I believe it. I mean, terrorism. To put it in perspective, I guess I'm trying to say that, you know, not all acts of terrorism are um, unjustified. We Shout like to rebrand it and call it disobedience. I was going to say shout out to January 6th, but... <laughs> or as the, the term I came up with, the Q d'etat. Wow. You're cute. Shout out in to 1944, <laughs> uh -huh. Nazi Germany launches the counteroffensive against the Allies. In 1944? Yep. On this day in history? Yep. Ah. One week from today. Wow. Uh, the, still the most popular war of all time, you know. It's it's critically acclaimed. <laughs> what would you say is second? Vietnam or Iraq at this point? Would you say it Iraq? depends. In our Ameros in our, our Ameros-centric point of view, we would say the Revolutionary War. Mm. It would definitely as far as impactful wars in world history, the Revolutionary War has to be like top ten. Because that's when, and wow, then America okay. happened. I feel like that's very, like, Amero-centric. Yeah, but you can't tell world history without, and then America happened. That's like saying you can't tell world history without, and then China was united. Right? Like, we'll get on that later. You totally skipped the war between England and France, right? Like, Oh yeah, that's probably what up there in the like top 10. The ever perpetual war that just happened to stop because Germany, right? Like, honestly, that's pretty much the only reason that war stopped. And then America, right? And then America happened, like yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. And then and, America and happened. Then America. You can't tell the last 300 years of world history without like saying America. Ooh, 300 somewhere. years of world history as if that's a whole fucking lot of world history. Yeah, right? but it leads up to I the mean, present. I will give you that a lot has happened in the last 300 years, but we also don't. You know what happened in the last 300 years? Conception, no fucking Mass <laughs> communication, cars, planes, the internet, the smartphone, civil rights. You just think you're so clever, don't you? <laughs> I just think I'm so right. Uh, all right, is that it for this day in history? Nope, and in 1973, nope. he got this more. is the last one. This is the last one. Okay. Okay. In 1973, the first NFL running back to rush for 2,000 yards in a season. How much over that was? Take a guess who it is. In 1973? Yep. Running back. Yep. I don't know any running backs from the 70s. Yes, you do. And his name is O.J. Simpson. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes, you do. Shout out to O.J. <laughs> Breaking all kinds of records. It rules. 
Hey, speaking of breaking rules, uh, Juicy Smollier's guilty verdict rolled in this week. And uh, he thought he would break some rules and, you know, fabricate. This is what happens when trolling goes wrong. (laughs) This is a fair example of trolling going wrong, right? Crying Um, wolf. When crying wolf goes wrong. Um, I don't. So it's still the verdict is still out on what his exact reasoning for it is and the whole time this trial has been going on he's been leaning on it being real and not a setup um he switched stories from it was a hate crime to it was a lover's quarrel so was Um, he basically just pulling defenses out of like a bingo reel that seems to be a thing that happens in court now i found out today that they have video of them rehearsing that and i mean maybe we found out because you know the media storm is a flood yeah no there's video of them niggas rehearsing this shit dog and i'm just like why is that something you would hold on to if you planned on committing a crime right and maybe like crime is a bit harsh we could call it a social experiment you know if juicy smollier was given some of the privilege a lot of people who do this kind of stupid shit are given Hi, Paul Brothers. And he's, you know, a very famous actor, so he's given quite a bit of privilege, right? Because the charges he's facing are pretty serious with up to three years max, I think, in prison. I don't think he'll get it, though, because most attorneys and, like, experts say that it's very rare that judges give out prison time for this kind of thing. But the... I guess the, the extent to which this has happened has never happened before. So it kind of set- He's like getting charged for wasting all our time. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Right, so I think it would be very fitting to just get hit with some kind of like fine in community service. um, To waste his time. Yeah, because his career is like fucking like, I don't tarnish, like irreversibly at this point. His career? His reputation. That's his career. When you're a fucking actor, your reputation is your career, right? Like, ask Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> he, the, I mean, I think... Ask Charlie Sheen, my nigga. When was the last time you saw him in shit, right? Like, you damage your Bigger career. Bigger public L. Juicy Smollier versus... Charlie Sheen? Dipset. Ah, uh, definitely Juicy Smollier. <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be like saying uh, Cameron fake getting, like, punched. Also, if we were comparing it to Charlie from... 2010 or 2011 and you have to remember like that was like people were rooting for charlie i i would say there was a fair amount of people who were rooting for juicy smollier get on 60 <laughs> minutes you have to remember that tiger blood winning interview was think, on 60 minutes do you not think a 60 minute interview was coming up for for jesse do you not think that because it come on he's got a guilty verdict He's definitely going to go out there. If not a 60 Minutes interview, then he's going to go on Charlemagne's new show, just like Travis Scott. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Charlemagne's new show, I still I still dig it. Did you watch the uh, Travis Scott interview? Not yet. I'm like a week or two behind on uh, I, I Charlemagne's skip, I skipped through Shout it. out the God's Honest Truth. I skipped through it. Um, there was nothing like relevant. I did see there's it, a uh, there was a funny thing from uh, last week's episode where he was telling a story that his show, The God's Honest Truth, was an answer on Jeopardy 
for an all-white panel. Already? Yeah, and the show was like, this is a, uh, the show God's Honest Truth is hosted by what celebrity? And the, the white girl immediately buzzed in. Well, of course it was Because white Jeopardy girl. thought, no, it was an all-white, all the contestants were I, white. I heard that part. I'm just saying it was the white girl, and I guarantee it was a younger white girl who was like, I know this shit, because I'm woke. Like, and she probably even um, answered, Lenard McKelvey. Wow. Wow. I just need y'all to know that that was my co-host who put Charlemagne's whole government out there, and not me. But Charlemagne puts his whole government out there. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he says it at the start of every show. And fair enough, Juicy got the guilty verdict. Um, and there's no... Uh, they haven't released exactly what his punishment is going to be yet, but, um, yeah, if he thought he was gonna get away with this shit, my whole point was, again, y'all niggas recorded, like, the rehearsal. There was a rehearsal, and y'all recorded it in 4K! And how did you not think that this was going to be? You didn't even hire white actors. You hired Nigerian actors. It's a fake hate crime. Jesse! Like it would what be. What are you thinking? It would be so easy, so much easier to make it. Like if you just hire white guys, it would be a much easier hate crime to prove. Dude, dude. Or at least fake. You knew. You knew. You know who is out like they have something to prove. Tory Lanez. Hey. <laughs> Tory Lanez is back at it with a new album, Alone at the Prom. Um, where he completely snaps. Completely snap back in time, right? <laughs> this nigga Tori put on a Jerry Curl wig and went tripping through time as the Redditors would happen. He just um, made the 80s better. Straight. Yo, this album. Not hard to do, but this album was gas. Yo, um, straight gas all the way through. And haters will say it's nothing but a bunch of like empty lyrics and 80s samples. Um, but I bet. Shit sounds good. They argue that the instrumentation, like, these are all the instrumentals are fire. Um, so if you're coming at this like, Tory Lanez doesn't do anything but like old sample remixes, then you're coming at it from the wrong. First and foremost. Um, as far as these remixes go, each one of these instrumentals, I feel like the instrumental selection really fucking carries these albums, right? Like, yeah. all of them are straight fire, like, 80s synth samples. It's got that hollowed out drum carrying, like, a decent amount of the beats, like... It's, it's like the music video for what? Lady from Namek? Yeah, oh my god. Like, they even used, like, the VHS-style cameras. Like, oh, it almost felt like a fucking Super game. Yeah, no, the like, whole music video, like, the whole music video felt like Fast Times to George Washington Carver High. Yeah. Um, I'm here for it. LeBron James is apparently here for it. What brought me to the big question that I had is, how much of a banger does this album have to be to make everybody forget that he shot Meg Stallion in the foot? <laughs> and his excuse was, sorry, I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, just drunk. Because what did I say this album could, the working title? Driving and drunk, by the way. <laughs> I said the working title for this album could have been doing coke in the rain. Because <laughs> this nigga Tori made a fucking 80s prom heartbreak album son and this whole shit sound skied the fuck up all the way through i'm here for it 
I don't do cocaine. Totally fucking here for the entire atmosphere of this whole album. You know, it just, I, I told, I've listened to it like eight fucking times already. <laughs> Yo. Um, and uh, you were you saying it might be like what the best album of the year so far? All right, I'm gonna compare. How many times did you listen to Donda all the way? I don't know if I would say it's the best album of the year because the house is burning. Is I was gonna say the comeback <laughs> and the house is burning. Yeah, and then Jake Cole shit. Um, but people, people, I hope people haven't forgotten that Jake Cole did drop that album this year. I definitely will say that this shit is better than Certified Lover Boy. Don't fucking at me before you listen to the album. You only live twice. Is an absolute banger. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's because of Rick Ross, though. Fucking eighty-seven Stingray, son. <laughs> uh, Enchanted Waterfall. Like, come Rip. on. Pink Dolphin Sunset. All of those also sound like Molly names, by the way. <laughs> eighty-seven Stingrays. Rip Steve Irwin. Yikes. Pink Dolphin Sunset definitely sounds like an exes. Yeah. <laughs> and this album was pure ecstasy. Ah, like I tie it back in. Um, definitely listen to that shit. Rick Ross dropped an album too. This shit was fire. Um, it, it's it's Rick Ross though. There was nothing new and reinventive. I think what caught me so off guard about the Tory Lanez album is how different it is for me. It is like the nigga listened to the weekends after hours. It was like hold my coke spoon. I'm about to go ham, uh, <laughs> and I'm here. For it. I'm totally here for Tory trying to one up niggas at what they do. Right? That's how Jordan or Lucas got embarrassed. <laughs> so keep it up, Tory. Um, at this rate, you might Kobe it and make people forget <laughs> that you shot Meg the Stallion in the foot. Speaking of music, Kanye West and Drake had their joint concert in benefit of attempts to freeing Larry Hoover this week, where it turns out they covered a lot of each other's songs. So They also covered the whole stage in smoke. Just in case you know you were paying to actually hope to see Kanye and Drake. There's a lot of- Shadowy silhouettes. A lot of emotion. You know, it was sad boy hour, right? Like sad boy, fuck boy hour. Um, it's Ooh, sad boy, fuck boy. Like when those two, when those two become one, you end up with 808s and heartbreaks. Ooh, I was gonna say XXX Tassianus, but rest in peace. <laughs> um, like or Kid Cudi. Yeah, I was gonna, I was immediate. I was gonna say Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi, <laughs> for sure. But that's the best you could get. Yeah, out of that category, which I guess you know. If we were gonna combine, damn, that's true. If you combine the best parts of Drake and Kanye West, you get Kid Cudi. Oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> a sad boy fuckboy album in rock, or for my delegation, would be like the equivalent of like an acoustic all-time low song. But what I find really interesting about this now that we're talking about it is the fact that these two artists came together in attempts to free Larry Hoover. <laughs> who, if our listeners don't know, is one of the founding members of one of the most notorious gangs in the country. Which one? The Crips. Uh, How long has he been locked up? I don't know, Um, but for a very long time. I would say since the 70s, at least the 80s, I might be wrong, because uh, I'm not a gang encyclopedia. <laughs> nope. But 
I do find it very odd that, you know, Kanye and Drake have joined. That is, aside from Jay Prince, what made them squash their beef to come together for. And it's cool because, you know, quote they, unquote beef. Larry Hoover. Like, y'all are basically like trying to outflex one another. Meanwhile, Young Dolph is dead. Like, uh, and Larry Hoover for call it know, a beef all you want in his respect has done a lot of like you know um, anti like gang advocacy and stuff like that since he's been incarcerated um, I just this whole this whole thing was like super weird to me I'd actually be interested to hear what Larry Hoover thinks about what gangs have become a lot of the OGs that, you know, you can find doing different interviews from, like, Vlad TV to Doggy Diamonds and stuff like that, uh, think that this shit is a completely different beast now than what it was when they were coming up. Um, the rules are, like, completely different. Like, there's, there's no loyalty in the game. They'll tell you that shit straight up. It's all money. You know, money has, money fucked everything up. Um, Usually it, does. As it all, I was gonna say, as it always does. Um, Money and white people. Uh, speaking of white people, Billie Eilish hosted SNL this week. Oh wow! She wore some Mrs. Claus, Santa Claus type, not uh, like yeah, some Mrs. Claus type getup. You said Billie Eilish and Mrs. Claus type of getup. You know the first mental image that popped in my head. Like Christmas themed Lulu from Final oh, Fantasy X oh, with the dress made out of belts. No, hold on, I'm trying to find it. Okay, yeah. So yeah, no, Billie Eilish wore this very like She looks like Mrs. Doubtfire. Sheer white Look up Mrs. Doubtfire. Voluminous dress. I know what Mrs. No 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 no. I just want to see a direct comparison. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> she did wear a very grandma style dress, which Okay, that's her personal choice, right? I'm not about to clown her for her fashion style, but what I will do is clown the dress. <laughs> because this joint, I, it's it's very like grandma lace table doily like looking. This and is grandma after she cooked the, the, the cookies or after she baked yes, the cookies for Christmas. Yes, it's winter grandma dress. And if that's the aesthetic you go for, Billy, then You've this is getting shit. married in the 1600s dress. <sighs> I don't know, man. The way her shoulders is out might be scandalous, son. Like, even if it is sheer, like, the fuck? I don't, uh, they uh, also roasted Chris and Andrew Cuomo in, like, one of the opening sketches. They had a whole um, thing about COVID and the Omicron variant, which is still did i say it right i still don't know how to say this shit <laughs> but yeah omnicron sounds like something out of fucking transformer <laughs> omnicron <laughs> yo um omnicronamon <laughs> digimon style yeah no uh wear your mask people wash your hands uh because there's still a covid problem out because people won't get vaccinated also get a booster if you can get your kids vaccinated the shit is it's running wild right in time for the holidays <laughs> you know what else happened right in time for the holidays drake withdrawing from the grammys Ooh, also the weekend boycotted the grammy i mean but this is very typical drake's statement echoes 
statements made by a lot of rappers who have, you know, historically been snubbed when it comes to recognition on an impact in the music entertainment industry. But are the Grammys still relevant though? No. Their viewership has been declining for years. We've talked about we've them talk, for the last talk, two it's years. A, it's I a feel pop, like and, like the, the pool of artists that the Grammys pull from is way too small. It's not even just that, like the uh, representation, like the governing body of the Grammys is widely out of touch at this point, right? Like, of course, it's still relevant in areas when it comes to like musical soundtracks and like theater productions and stuff like that, because that's what those dudes are used to looking at. The travesty of the Grammys is that Kendrick didn't win album of the year for the Butterfly or Damn. But they're not paying attention to what is streaming, right? Like, they're not paying attention to vaporwave and stuff like that. Like, the genre-bending and genre-defining moments that are happening right now. Like, they're not really in tune to all of that shit anymore. It's still too experimental for them. And they're stuck in a tradition that doesn't really apply to what the artistry is. Um, By the way... Or even what the people recognize as true popularity right because you say it's a popularity contest but most people feel like kendrick's the pimp of butterfly should have fucking won a grammy right it it won a grammy it just didn't win the grammy my point still stands by the way is a good chili peppers album (laughs) actually my favorite chili peppers album it's the only chili peppers album that they were like john frusciante here's the keys Who's John Frusciante? He is their, not original, but most noteworthy, uh, he's the guitar player that is most attached with the band. Okay. He's the one that was on like, that did like Under the Bridge, Suck My Kiss, Californication, Danny California, like all of the big Chili Peppers albums were John Frusciante albums. Break! Well, I guess thanks for answering my message. Exactly. I mean, I do appreciate when people do answer messages. Right, instead of just ignoring it and being like, he'll figure it out. Yeah. Don't for me, that's me, the bro. thing that like really pisses me off. Just like, don't ghost me, bro. Don't, don't, like, no matter who it is, don't ghost me. If it's like a really simple question. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to take it personal if like, you know, Unless it's a dick pic, right? Like, it's totally okay to not respond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, just be like, hey, not interested. Sorry. Move along. Speaking of moving along. I just had finals week. Ooh, uh, shout which... out to all my college goers. Hey, Meg the Stallion graduated. I did see Friday. that. You know, shout out to Meg as if she needs any more shout outs. But here are ours. Better than shout outs. <laughs> Look, we already talked about Tory Lanez. I thought it was funny that Tory dropped his album on the day that Meg graduated. So I had finals week and I had to write a couple of papers. And um, I had a paper due two days ago, which is why last week's episode is a little late. Is a little late. Or was a little late um, by the time you're hearing this. Yeah, was a little late by the time you're hearing this. I had to write eight pages, double space, 12 point font. Very specific. Very specific. As college professors do. 
I was brainstorming this idea around like Full Metal Alchemist and globalization. Okay. okay. Uh, and like how it was basically like a uh, Western, it was like a Japan's view on World War II removing itself and all of these Japan cannot remove itself from World War II, but I, I hear where you're, what you're saying. They were telling the European story. Yes. They, and yeah. Xing was distinctly based off of China. So right. there was no representation of Japan. I wonder why. I wonder why. Um, so I was brainstorming this idea. Okay. And about eight hours before the paper was due, I scrapped the entire thing. Okay. I said, this is making my brain hurt way too much. And I just started writing about Avatar The Last Airbender. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> and I'm like, this is way easier. <laughs> Should have gone with that from the jump. Okay. And like at the very end of the paper, they were like, you need to identify like two flaws when it comes to uh, Avatar and the globalization. And I'm like, this is the hardest part of the fucking paper. I'm like, Dang. there's so... Like, that series okay. is, like, perfect. Like, that series right. is legitimately, like, perfect. Right. With how they represent everything. And, like, the big flaw, I was like, I was like, I mean, I guess, if you want to call this a flaw, is there's no white or black people, but I don't understand how you introduce them to this world outside of the white people showed up on a ship or the black people showed up on camels from across the desert. Like, damn, on camels. At least you gave us camels, though. Um, look. I feel like the way they introduced all the other nations, they could have easily introduced a tribe that just happened to be that color, right? Like that's the other the, thing is, is like they showed the world map, and that was it. That was that. Right. That was the world, like, right? Which is why I'm saying a tribe of a certain the way Naruto did, right? Like yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So I wrote so this paper. As, I actually, okay. I did. Goes. I did like where I ended up being able to just like so eight hours before I'm like, all right, I'm going to start here. And then I have this idea and I found another like stepping stone. I'm like, oh, I can go here. And then I can go, okay, I can go here. And it ended up being like a coherent thing. But I woke up feeling like shit that day. And I messaged my professor. I was right. like, look, can I get like a 12 hour, even a six hour extension? Right. And she's like, it's the end of the semester. No. And I'm like, well, that's kind of mean. So I ended up writing the paper, and I got, just, I, amazingly, I got it done an hour and a half early. Right. So, you know, she, okay. So her I defense, go, she was like, you could do it, right? Yeah, and, and uh, I like, go into um, the group chat of all of my classmates, and one of my classmates is like, yeah, my parents are old, and my brother has COVID, and I have to be the one responsible to take care of him. And I emailed the professor asking for uh, extension, and she was like, "Yeah, well, it's the end of the semester. I hope your brother feels better." Damn, I see. Um, Another I see. person was like, "I was going to even wow. send a offer to send a certified letter from my therapist to see if I could get an extension because of something going on," and she was like, "I hope you feel better. It's the end of the semester." I guess she was telling y'all, how long have y'all known you had this project? I mean, it's the paper's been, like, it's on the syllabus. So, playing devil's advocate here, she was like, y'all, y'all, y'all knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me, let me tell you about uh, my other professor. So my other professor told the same student, he was like, 
look, I really shitty about your brother. I'm sorry. Like, right. that really sucks. Right. Now, I'm not pressed as much about getting this in on time as much as I am about getting it. Right. Right. He was willing to overlook, like, you know, a half an hour, maybe an hour tops. Right. Oh, no. Right. He was giving him, like, a couple of days. Oh. Well. Like, our professor is, like, that's the our difference. professor is amazing. That's the difference. He's like, uh, look, I totally get it. The semester doesn't formally end until the 17th. Yeah. Okay, so you technically, right? Uh, it sounds like your other professor just wanted everybody to get their shit in that day so she didn't have to wait any longer to actually read. You said eight pages? Did it have to be eight pages? It had to be eight to ten, specified eight, eight to, to ten. ten pages. Look, look. I don't know if you've ever been forced to read eight to ten pages worth of... I throw that shit in text-to-speech for ten minutes and I'm good. I, I do the text-to-speech all the time, too, but that's not the point. The point is, I feel like her responses were shitty. Like, Oh, the responses very, were all super shitty. Very cold. Just like, fuck is you talking to me for, nigga? Like, get the fuck... The fuck y'all knew what was coming? I gave y'all the syllabus when... When did I give you the syllabus? So you knew. You knew you could have been talked to me, but you come to me the day before. Fuck out of here. Right? But but y'all y'all was like <laughs> We had a, another classmate in my great professor's class who like I think he said like a week before the semester started his mom passed. Look, he's not in our our class with the the super strict professor. This is he's in the class with the awesome professor. So okay. He, uh, so awesome professor was like, awesome, nah, awesome professor was like, that's look, rough, dude. Buddy, like I feel, dude, yeah. come to class whenever you're ready. <laughs> we'll figure out the grading. Yeah, like we'll work on it. We'll figure it out for you. That's rough. Like we can, we'll, we'll help you. <laughs> yeah, no other professor was like, I don't give a fuck about your feelings. <laughs> this is awesome. Business. Professor is the one I want to have on this podcast. Strictly business. Um, like at the end of the last like in class moment like a couple of us like hung around to talk to him we got a picture and everything and as we were walking out I was like wow this feels like a Mr. Feeny moment <laughs> and he was like oh god Can you see the way this thing is geeking out I wish y'all could our listeners could see the way you're geeking out over your fucking professor I love my professor he's he's amazing uh, he actually gave me back responses on the paper I wrote about Final Fantasy VII and American nationalism, which is actually something like if we wouldn't talk about that. Our new blog, right? Here, time for a plug. <laughs> we now have a WordPress. We have a blog blog, right? Where you could see some of our ramblings in the, uh, I have a I would huge... say in the flesh, but I guess in the, in the screen. In the text. In the text. <laughs> there you go. So I actually have all of our listeners. I have a huge backlog of personal writings Huge. and and it's very big pcs and like Lots papers i'm very proud of that i've written smart in college, guy stuff but i've never had anywhere to post it so i'm once we get it like really set up i'm just gonna start dropping some feast and behold for your eyes and the eyes of others like i threw my uh, batman paper in text-to-speech and it was like a four-hour listen all the knowledge offered here once a week for your viewing pleasure whenever you seek. 
Bars! <laughs> Bars! <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, yeah, no, go ahead and uh, keep, we'll post updates as to when things get posted. Like to, I've been working on a fantasy novel. Yeah, when things get posted to the blog, we'll let y'all know. Uh, you know, check our socials at the Flood Pod on everything, and that's on everything. Just so you know. Don't forget, we now got that Twitch streaming. Yeah, um, we'll a lot of TFT, League, and Magic for me. Well, less Magic. I don't want to go on to another magic bitching rant. I might do some horror game streaming because I love the horror game. I just have to, you know, I, I, I got to feel it out. Um, we're going to talk about um, some horror games that are on their way to us from the video game awards here after we roll on through our next segment. But uh, yeah, so let's talk about uh, NBA's first alt-right player, Enos Cantor Freedom. A member of my Boston Celtics. I, when you said freedom, I had a feeling you were talking about Anus, um, who was making a you total... You refused to say his name right. Anus of himself, because he's making an anus of himself. Are you... Oh, right? Within a week of him being declared a... U.S. citizen. A U.S. citizen. He's gone full MAGA? He appeared on Tucker Carlson. What? and was like, Americans don't love this country. They should shut up and appreciate it. You should see all of these things that are going on in China. Which brings me to another point. Wasn't he on Jesus and Marrow at one point? Probably. I believe he was on Jesus and Marrow at one point. And my man's is gone. Now he's on Tucker Carlson. What a fucking nosedive, son. Are you kidding? Well, I guess if you're looking at trajectory. You right? know what the worst Not part is? Not that Jesus and Mero aren't popular, but Tucker Carlson is like the number one show in length. I'll tell you one thing. He's not God. long for being a Celtic. And uh, this time next year, he's a full-time Fox correspondent. I'm putting that on record. You think? <laughs> or how long is it before? Maybe he just drops his own podcast, right? Or he becomes a frequent guest on Joe Rogan's God damn it. Anyway, so his teammate, Jalen Brown, right? <laughs> Jalen Brown is like the biggest advocate for civil rights in the NBA. He's right. one of the smartest players. in. Like, the dude gives speeches at like, MIT. I was going to say, isn't he like head of some union or something like that? No, he should. I personally think he should have been the elected president of the players. Oh, okay. That's but I we don't think he actually yeah. ran. Right. But everybody was like, that guy right there is the future president of the Players Union. Maybe future president. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. The way this should go. I, I th- Like people have said before, I think Jalen Brown's impact on the world is going to be greater off the court than it is on. Mm. Maybe I called it here. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, God, that laugh. Sometimes I hear my laugh when we do this shit, and I'm like, oh, you smug bastard. <laughs> so, um, however... Enos Cantor, Freedom, Enos, was saying about the atrocities committed in China, well, an independent UK panel confirms China is guilty of genocide, so... <laughs> Look, there's some truth to some of the things they say, right? Like, because it's, it's very common knowledge, though, that China is on some, like, sneaky shit right now. Right, like they're definitely trying to get the uh, the the dictatorial regime cranking. Like, I mean, they literally have social collateral over there, right? Like, 
your fucking life prospects could be damaged by your social credit score based off of a thing that the Chinese government established, right? And it's not too dissimilar. So the government's keeping track of my breakups? Not the government, but like people around you and shit like that. I forget what the fuck it's called. I'll look it up and we'll talk about it next time. But yeah, no, they definitely have like a social credit system over there. So are we surprised that they might be committing some genocide? Like, seriously, the the U.S. government is capable of gen- and probably culpable of genocide to some. Look at fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Trail of right? tears. No, look at fucking Mark Zuckerberg, right? The shit that was going on with Facebook and um, Myanmar, right? So if... I'm sorry, I'm supposed to be that much more outraged at China than I am fucking Mark Zuckerberg or what the fuck Nike and them are doing with the sweatshops and shit like that. Like, we don't have time to be on every single cause. That's why I'm like, and it's like, get your ass and check, check... Check this shit. Like, chickity, check, check, check your shit, my nigga, because you steamrolling hard into this uh, this alt-right, like, cash box. Why do you have to be a Celtic? The first team to play st- uh, starting five of all black players. I didn't even know that. Yep. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Boston Celtics are actually, like, the most progressive franchise in the NBA. And Annis would probably say that he is being progressive, right? Because he's speaking light to the atrocities going on in China and how we should love this country even though it has a very tumultuous history. And um and present, right? Like like the climate of our I'm baffled by this entire thing. Um cuz I just can't imagine getting nationalized and then becoming radicalized. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What the fuck? Within a week. It happens though. I was just reading an article on That Vice. makes me wonder who writes the national the national uh the naturalization test. Good question. I don't fucking know. Right? And Who I writes like, the naturalization test? And I feel like it's a very old test and it hasn't been revised in an extremely long time um and i know that the process is extremely difficult from boom that's a drum we should start beating revise the naturalization test uh revise the constitution um but that's an argument let's start let's start with baby steps (laughs) i was gonna say as an argument that's bound to blow up on twitter with all of the right people because Y'all can come at me for the smoke all you want. Just That's don't... the people shouldn't be wondering about the 1619 impact in college. They should worry about the 1619 impact in the naturalization test. Uh, as we roll, that's along. like I had like a, that's a fucking light bulb moment. Oh my Ding. god, I'm gonna look into that. Who the fuck makes a naturalization test? I'm telling it's you, it's like the history books made in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Just in case you needed a reminder. <laughs> All of the textbooks, I believe, are made in, like, the same place in Texas, right? You ever wonder why? Just think about it. Just something you should think about. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Why are you going over everything Are we else? doing this, Dewey Griffin? <laughs> no, what we're doing is taking a break.
Fuck it, I'm 40. It's Fuck It, I'm 40 podcast with Tracy Kreider and Kelly Bell, where two sisters just one day decided to pick up a mic and start talking about shit. And we think we're fucking funny. And so far, we found out 25 other people do as well. Excellent. So wherever you get your podcast on, come out and find us. We're a good time. Our only rule is don't be a dick. <laughs> this shit is just so funny to me, son, because I'm like, why would you... Why? Like, why is this happening? Like, what is... Has he... And okay. It's so out of left field, right? Because I feel like, once again, this nigga was just on Jesus and Mero like a year or two ago, right? Like, so how do you go from being for the culture to being, like... Because he got nationalized. And literally radicalized. Like, what the fuck? Like, the, that's what COVID has done, right? Like, that's literally... It's like this shit accelerated everything. I don't understand any of it. Not I don't understand any of it, but I mean, like, I don't understand how... I don't understand the reaction to it. That's, that's been my big thing with the way COVID happened is like the it's written by US citizen and immigration services the yeah so who runs that right like so that's the next step is who runs that where are they from how did they get the job who were they connected to who approves what they write that kind of shit um yeah yo like (laughs) COVID made people stupid, son. Like, that whole shit, like, quarantine made people stupid in a way that that the, the right... It is a isn't... subsect of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh-huh. When was the last time it was revised? You don't have to look that up right now. I'm just saying. Those are the questions that should be asked when we are examining. So the naturalization test is written by the military. Ipso facto, the government, right? Uh, Specifically, the military. The Department of Homeland Security isn't like a military faction. That's like saying the FBI or the CIA are military factions. They overthrow governments. It's pretty militaristic. Through bureaucracy. And subterfuge. Mostly bureaucracy and money. And a single of plutonium 204. Gassy knoll! Grassy knoll! <laughs> um, <laughs> so this Omicron variant, right? Uh, this shit got people shook. Uh, did, no, we already talked about this. Damn it. <laughs> I keep doing that. We haven't really talked about it. I don't know too much about it. 
I I just know I should wear a mask. Yeah, that's that's why we didn't really talk about it because there's not much else to talk about. Um, because we don't know shit. Just wear a mask, everybody. I guess. I'm not a fucking scientist. I'm not a virologist. If you're coming here for fucking COVID advice, keep coming here for COVID advice. Because what we will do is tell you the responsible thing. Go listen to experts. A virologist. Right? Epidemiologist. And an epidemiologist, right? Like, those are the people that you should be asking questions on, you know, COVID to. Because those are the people who, you know, student loans, right? Those people spend lots of money and use lots of time to understand these things. The same way, you know, your Uncle Joe understands mechanics and, and cars and, yeah. and carpentry and things of that nature, right? It's the same. We don't not trust experts here on the flood is what I'm trying to say. Like, and I don't think YouTube Academy counts as expertise. I need to get that shirt made. Definitely need to get that shirt made. Um, Speaking of getting made, are we gonna do YTU HBCU? <laughs> no, I was a YTU HBCU shirt. <laughs> this is like certified Anka on the back of it or some what's shit. The, like what are the what's the mascot no, that we use? It's for either gotta have it's either gotta have Dr. Umar Johnson's face on it, or it's gotta have uh, Tariq Nasheed's face on it. <laughs> Oh God! Don't at me, bro. I'm trying to figure out what the mascot for YTU be. Them niggas will flame me up, son. They, they, that's not they, White they, University, by the way. That's YouTube University. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not White University. <laughs> white University, historically black college. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yo, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Fuck, uh. Yo, like, the idea, the audacity. The caucasity. The caucasity. Uh, speaking of caucasity, Chris Wallace and Brian Williams resigned in the same fucking week this week. Hmm. Brian Williams, I feel like he's just like a contract mercenary right now, going around from like news organization to news organization because his credibility got shot. Yeah, with no pun intended. <laughs> Not down with the helicopter, right? <laughs> Yo, no, so Brian Williams is just done. Um, he's retiring from what I understand, and he issued like a very like stark and terrifying statement upon his exit. And it was just like, you know, the political discourse it is a point is at a point in this country where he feels like we're teetering on the edge of, you know, some kind of cataclysm. As if that's not what everybody else has been fucking saying for the last six years or so. So, yeah, I had that one to the fire, I guess. But um, Chris Wallace, however, is not retiring. He's just leaving Fox News to quote unquote pursue other interests that he has had on CNN. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, um,. He didn't, I don't think he said that in his departure statement, which aired on his last segment, but... It sounds like he's disgusted with what Fox is doing. Um, 
Well, he actually spoke fairly kindly of the network, um, saying that, you know, they never got in the way of the guests that he chose or uh, forced him to talk to people he didn't want to talk to or, you know, forced him to edit the way he questions people and stuff like that. And I always felt like as far as Fox News moderates go, Chris Wallace was definitely up there with like a... um, Shepard Smith? Yeah, yeah, with like a Shep Smith or something like that. Someone like that. Um, But I do find it funny that he is jumping ship and going to the competitor, right? Making Fox News ever more right extremist, right? Like all the centrist, moderate, like people that you could consider like level-headed are leaving the fucking network. Um, Because the network now has to compete with OAN and Newsmax and Newsmax right which are extremely far right right so Fox News is now considered like center right moderate almost um to a point where Newsmax and OAN often accuse Fox News of being like woke apologists and shit like that and I'm like what fucking what a fucking time to be alive where somebody could legitimately accuse Fox News of being too left. <laughs> yeah. What? So what? I found a way to like, to like. Um, Shout out to very fucking... smally, like snidely, combat the stupid QAnon fascist videos my mom's finding on YouTube, uh, and I just go like, that production quality is terrible. <laughs> Why is that thing there? That's not green screen properly. Is this in 480p? Like, Doc could have did better. <laughs> and I do. Check out our YouTube video. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm just like, that's that's how I'm trying to be like, like, how do you believe these people? They use a fucking Nokia to film. Yo, look, seriously, son, it's wild how much of, like, I, I was listening to the dialogue the other day and they were talking about the whole um, Cliff and Bundy and like the uh, bird sanctuary uh, thing that yeah. happened a couple of years ago and how all them dudes were like on camera talking about their and sharing war stories and shit like that and it turned out none of them had like any actual <laughs> military experience. I'm just like Oh man, and they they really like fake the funk like cuz now what we have is what the actual serious issue I feel like is happening is the the gerrymandering and the changing of the legal systems that is going on like you know uh, all these different states like Missouri and I believe in Georgia they're looking to pass these these election laws that effectively make it so that the ruling party can control the way the votes go in hopes to subvert the election in, you know, Republicans' favor, right? And the term that's being, or the phrase that's being used is in Donald Trump's favor, because a lot of the people who are heading these projects are like Trump apologists and shit. Yeah. Because, you know, this is the party of Trump still at the moment. Like, they're vying to see if daddy is coming home in 2020, right? 
right? And he's like still steadily like I don't know if he's made an official statement as to whether he's running or not, but he's like he filed for re-election like two days after he was inaugurated. Well, yeah, but of course that's him. Come on, we can't say that Donald Trump doesn't know how to milk a brand, right? So of course, if you want people to think that you know he's been pushing the stop the steal thing the entire time too right so in his mind in his brand's mind and therefore in his followers mind he never lost there are still people who call him the president right like so yeah of course he filed for re-election because he felt like and he was making it look like he was done dirty Right. And he was going to continue fighting all the way through, which is why I think he is still dangling the idea out there that he is going to run for reelection. Right. But I don't know if he actually is or not yet. Right. Like I, I can't, I've, I can't remember whether I've heard an official statement on him running for re-election yet. We're also assuming that fat ass is going to live another three years. The one Simpsons prediction that hasn't come true yet. All the court packing though, and all of the gerrymandering, and all of the refurbishing of election mandates that is going on, there is a clear pathway to subverting the election. Yeah, we did a special on that, actually, and it was basically saying that the Republicans have been doing this themselves with the ESNS machines. So, okay, so this kind of gets to my point, right, where the Republican Party and the alt-right party have been showing their hand, but it's all in their playbook right like the stuff that they are complaining about is entirely the thing that they are also guilty of, right like they complain about pc woke culture and all that shit excluding them and their ideals when their whole ideal system is built on being exclusive <laughs> right like yeah either conform or get the fuck out right that's been the rights narrative since the civil rights yes yeah. since the founding of america kind of sorta if you really want to talk about it but what i find funny is their the leadership's ability to genuinely separate the two in the minds of their constituents right that's why i said they're showing their hand but it's all in the playbook right the things that they are complaining about are the very things that they're guilty of but the ideal system running through people like tucker carlson and laura ingram's heads or the ideal system they want their viewers to believe is that those two things are genuinely different and separate you understand what i'm yeah. saying like no, us wanting people to say the Pledge of Allegiance and, you know, worship Jesus is not the same thing as what the left wants, right? Like, equal rights for all and... You know, what Jesus wanted. And justifiable living conditions. <laughs> like, what Jesus wanted. The fuck? Um, no, they want you to believe that raising the minimum wage is somehow appeasing victimization and shit. 
<laughs> no, if you just work hard and stop spending your money on, you know, day one exclusives and uh, first day drops and shit like that. Yeah. The right wing wants Barabbas. Say that? The right wing wants Barabbas. What the fuck is that? Pontius Pilate. Oh. When he was choosing, or when he had to decide which prisoner to free, all of the corrupt rabbi who were accusing Jesus of trying to like overthrow the government and try to take away all their power, yeah. they were like, free Barabbas, who was like a multi-time, who was like a serial killer and like all of these other people. And they were like, we want Barabbas. Instead of Jesus. So as you can see, the narrative has been there. The playbook Look, is- Look, we're still freeing someone. Right in front of your face. Right, and to them, they're like, you might as well free a serial killer. If we're just going to be freeing people, why don't we, that's what the, okay. If we're gonna let the gays get married, then why don't we let people marry goats? The fuck? Like, if we're gonna That'd let, be a weird rap goat simulator. Yeah, if we're gonna let the blacks have rights, then we might as well let women vote. Like, I think that was actually the opposite order. Did women get the right to, no. I believe women got the right to vote. vote. Before black people were freed? No. No, 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 no. I think, that was my point. And I think women got the right to vote before the Voting Protection Act was passed. Yes. No, that is true. Yeah. But, I mean, but they flee... They flee... They freed the slaves before they gave women the that's right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But that's... That was, I mean, like, those kind of arguments fucking existed back then, is my point. Like, these absurd, like, comparisons to equal rights for you know, humanity to like extremism, right? <laughs> yeah. We get to a point where it's like, if we like universal, a universal uh, basic income, right? Is a thing that is widely considered to actually have more benefit or would, could potentially have more benefit for the US economy at this point than not. And people are still arguing that if we give everybody a basic allowance of a certain amount, then nobody's going to want to work, right? And that's, that's just, obviously no. not true. Like, no. COVID proved that. Like, even if you give people $600 a month, like, that's not enough for people to actually, like, just sit around and be lazy. Yep. But a government stipend of $600 a month could probably, at the least right? At the least $600 a month for every U.S. citizen could probably improve a lot of people's standards of fucking living. Oh, yeah. But it's something that we can't do because people think that for some reason, thanks for some reason, thanks to a reason named Ronald Reagan, <laughs> people think austerity is something that should be like frowned upon, right? Like, and giving people handouts, as they call them, just makes people weak, right? Once again, as I've stated on this pod, human existence completely proves against that, right? It proves the opposite. Because if it wasn't for community, we wouldn't have made it to the point where two niggas from different sides of the planet could, no, I guess not from different sides of the planet, could sit and talk to y'all on different sides of the planet from a podcast in someone's living room, right? Yep. Like, it's because of community that we have things like YouTube and social media, yet somehow we're still preaching against that in the hopes that individualism will save us all, and it's fucking retarded. 
Jesus was a liberal Jew. Break! Send me your cash app, I wanna bless you. I wanna bless you, all you gotta do is send me, you know, $10 for the delivery fee or whatever. And I'm like, nigga, we all know how cash app works now. There is no fucking delivery. What the fuck? If you don't, what? <laughs> nope. Fuck you, no, no, stop it. God damn it, I started blocking people, yo. Like, even people I'm cool with. If you get like, hacked doing that shit and you send me, I'm a block you. I, I will straight up like unforgivable. Like we will not talk anymore. Done. This isn't like the Ray-Ban shit. Like you know how people get hacked on yep. Facebook and now it's Ray-Ban coupons all over your fucking page. <laughs> no, no. For this shit, if you get a cash app thing going on, that's it. We no. You gonna have to hit me up in the real life and be like, I'm sorry, dog. Like I, you know, I I don't change my password. It's one two three. It's, it's terrible it's hot out here like i can't I, it's annoying it's annoying as fuck like fuck out of here if you keep getting hacked change your password to my birthday and not like my birthday i mean the words my birthday even then come on man google will suggest a fucking password for you now, right like most phones will suggest a password for you now Dude, like i uh, did one 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 is not gonna work You can't even capitalize that. Just throw a hashtag in front of everything. Speaking of hashtags, Nancy Reagan was trending this week for very interesting reasons. Um, huh. I don't know why you would think Nancy Reagan would be trending other than being, you know, first lady and probably one of the more evil presidents that we've ever had. Fuck <laughs> But Nancy Reagan was actually trending for quite the liberating reason? Did somebody discover Nancy Reagan dudes? No, so somebody made the comparison. I don't know if it was Madonna or if it was somebody else, um, but Madonna dropped a picture at what, I guess like 63 or something like that. Madonna's gotta be older than 63, right? Like, anyway, it was an age comparison to Madonna at the age she is now to Nancy Reagan at the age she's and you know Madonna was being Madonna yeah wearing you know very um showy lingerie being Madonna and everybody was like you know look at her the sexual icon the liberating empowering female that she is and somebody brought up the fact that uh Nancy Reagan was known for giving a Great A blowjob. <laughs> Some would say the best blowjob in Hollywood. <laughs> and the internet went aghast. <laughs> Excuse me? Who said this initially? I don't know where the rumor came from initially, but it's not the first time I've heard it, right? <laughs> If you delve into Ronald Reagan enough, you will, as Nancy did, <laughs> you will hear that um, when they were both, because they both were in Hollywood, yeah. right? She was an actress and he was an actor. And she was known for getting her gigs by um, giving a good polishing to- um, The Weinstein special. Wow, when you put it like that, 
Yeah. It makes it sound like Nancy wasn't willingly out here just, you know, doming off dudes for bit roles. Like, and maybe they weren't bit roles, right? Uh, Cause she didn't meet Ronald, but who knows? She might've met Ronald because <laughs> Ronald found out that Nancy is a throat queen. <laughs> and it's hard to look at pictures of Nancy Reagan and imagine it. It makes me, I, you know what I haven't done? I haven't looked at pictures of young Nancy. Like, let's just, if we can. Uh, and I feel like this is a double-edged sword, right? Cause everybody is like, oh, okay. She's cute, right? Like, oh, she kind of looked like Betty Boop in that one picture. And apparently, I mean, young Nancy Reagan was pretty, like. And apparently she gave a pretty fire blowjob. <laughs> And the internet can't handle it. I can't handle it. Cause it's, it's fucking Nancy Reagan. <laughs> That'd be like finding Betty White was into anal, right? <laughs> You'd be like, I wouldn't be shocked. I, <laughs> I would be like, I didn't need to know that. I didn't want to know. I mean, Betty White, when she was young, was gorgeous. Can you imagine her busting the cheeks open? <laughs> like, <laughs> have you ever seen pictures of young Betty White? Yes. She was very pretty. Who does she have a beef with? B. Arthur? Was it B. Arthur in real life? I don't know. I might take young Nancy Reagan over young Betty White, though. <laughs> if I'm being honest. If I'm being honest. Direct comparison. Direct comparison. Okay, come on now. Okay, yeah, young Nancy Reagan. <laughs> They're both very pretty though. <laughs> Who would you want to steal from? I'm like... I get it. It's, all I'm gonna say is I get it. If you I'm love these topics knowing your co-host is a recovering shame. It's because you get so buttoned up over there and I'm over here like, look, I'm over here wondering, am I bordering too far, right? Like, are people going to be like, it's terrible. That woman, it's, she should be allowed to be doing what she wants sexually if she's consenting or whatever, right? And I'm like, the yeah. internet's just praising. I'm praising. Look, <laughs> if we're asking questions, I'm just giving the answers. That's all I'm saying. When you're like, I can't see Nancy Reagan giving fire blowjobs. I'm like, I don't know. Have you seen pictures of young Nancy Reagan? <laughs> don't look at old Nancy when you ask these questions. <laughs> you got to look at the Nancy everybody else was looking at. <laughs> <You know? laughs> look, at her, look at her face in the picture. You know? She's looking over her shoulder like, you know you want this. I know you've heard. I'm not ashamed. I'm Trey. Now I'm just thinking, I'm like, Ronald Reagan's life is what Rick Dalton's life could have been from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm over here. <laughs> how long is it before I get canceled? I love how you can't handle sex stuff. I'm going to specifically look for things to make you uncomfortable. See, that's how they're going to be like, and he makes his co-host uncomfortable all the time by talking about porn and shit. The fuck out of here. Y'all watch porn. <laughs> Why are we afraid of talking? <laughs> We're all adults here. At least most of us are. 
I can't control what your kids are listening to. I can only control what my kids are. Damn, I'm trying to figure out a way to transition into this Black Panther shit. But <laughs> it's hard to go from talking about Nancy Reagan <laughs> to Black Panther. <laughs> talking about Nancy Reagan giving fire blowjobs to talking about recasting possibly one of the best casting decisions <laughs> of all time. Talking about Nancy White ass <laughs> sucking off Hollywood to T'Challa and then breaking barriers. Chadwick Boseman. Wow, that is a fire porn star name. <laughs> Son, like for like a gay <laughs> porn star. <laughs> oh, that would be a fire porn star name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ooh, okay. Um speaking of Black Panther <laughs> Rumor has it. Uh rumor has it that there is going to be some rewrites happening on the uh, Black Panther production team. The whole Shuri controversy and Letitia Wright just being very um, outspoken about her COVID opinions on um, socials. She fumbled the bag, didn't uh, she? It's looking like she might have fumbled the bag because it was rumored as the mill was going, they were looking at, you know, positioning her in the Black Panther mantle at one point um, because the internet was very in favor of her taking on the role because you know Shuri also has a precedent of that in the comic books already Mm -hmm. right so the storyline and the material was kind of already there for that transition to happen but with her internet exploits and then her injury on set taking time out of production schedule they are now from what is being reported from uh, reliable sources, according to like comicbook.com and all those mm-hmm. other places, um, <clears throat> that they are looking to rewrite the script once again for Wakanda Forever to kind of move her out of the limelight. And now the trending topics around the whole issue is the recasting of T'Challa, right? Um, Whereas before the internet was very guarded with, you know, letting the legacy of Chadwick Boseman live on and not recasting him. With the current issues that the production is facing, people are kind of like changing their opinions. Why don't they have Mbaku take the role? Um, they actually, uh, a crowd favorite is one of the lead actors of Moonlight. I don't see the actor here who they were listing earlier, and I can't remember what his name was off the top of my head. Um, but there's a few people that they- Definitely not Chadwick Boseman. It is definitely not. <clears throat> Chadwick Boseman. No, the internet has a few selections that they would like to put forward. Mahershala Ali definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but he's gonna be Blade. He's gonna be Blade. He can't be Blade and yeah, exactly. T'Challa. <laughs> that that be, was why I said it. Like, that would be wild. I could definitely see Trevante Rhodes, though. I mean, he doesn't look like 
Chadwick Boseman, but he could definitely be a close pull-off for a Black Panther role. Disney already has the idea of what they're going to go for here. Um, we're just getting... This is kind of just like... Uh, like... This is just to drum up hype, right? Yeah. Like, about the movie. They want people to still be... They want it to still be in the conversation. Um, because they haven't even readily said whether Letitia Wright will still be included in the movie, right? Oh, wow. um, but the, it, the, the internet is already speculating on her departure from the film, considering everything that we just talked about. Yeah. Right? I don't think it's a bad idea to recast the character at this point. I mean, is we're recasting an Iron Man and we're, you know, I guess they're not recasting Iron, but at some point, you know, they're probably going to. Batman gets recasted like every fucking four years. So why should, why, I, I think I've settled on why should we not recast Black Panther? I think at, for, some, at the for risk someone of like Iron Man, right. like, where all of that history is like so established eventually it's i think it's gonna have to hit a point where mcu is gonna have to have flashpoint paradox we don't have to do but my point is we don't have to do that with like characters like batman and superman like how many fucking batmans and supermans have there but they're not all continuous universes so you think because it's one continuous like narrative yes well they've already introduced They've already done that. They've already retconned that shit with the fucking Loki and uh, the one who remains. Like, the timelines have split and Spider-Man is about to fuck all that shit up, right? With No Way Home. And then we've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, yeah, no, they're setting themselves. And we've got the What If series, which completely throws all canon out the window and it experiments in the oddities that can be told when the stories are allowed to just be stories, right? And there is no narrative that has to be maintained. Marvel is trying to clear a path for experimentation and creativity and not sticking to what it is the um who are the, the the directors behind the Kevin Feige? Yeah, the Feige brother. It, it, it's just Feige. It's just Feige. What am I thinking about? It doesn't matter. It doesn't Because yeah, they're trying to clear a path to, you know, move away from what Kevin Feige has done to make the Marvel universe as mainstream and as global as it is. Speaking of global, we have the video game awards. <laughs> Yeah, no, the Video Game Awards were Friday, I believe. Um, It was either Friday or Thursday. I wasn't able to watch the entire three-hour stream, but I did check out a decent amount of the highlights. And what I gathered from that is this is a giant (laughs) ad trick, right? Like, I I don't know. um, Because I didn't watch... (laughs) Sorry, I'm geeking at my hip. Um, well, let's uh, just put it this way. Of the highlights, trailers was the first, like, three quarters of it, and then the awards. Right, and because I didn't watch the stream, I'm sure there was a lot more presentation and a lot more uh, production put to it. It was three fucking hours. But it seems like it was three hours of trailers for upcoming releases. And it was vaguely reminded me of the BET Hip Hop Awards, where it was like, you know, they gave out like five awards the whole time. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong, because I didn't watch the entire stream. 
but some of the notable pieces that happened during the event was the Sonic 2 trailer. How about this? Go down the list fast. I'll tell you if I'm hyped or not. Of video games? Yeah. We'll do a quick, and then we'll go back to the ones we want to talk about. Okay. Uh, so, Nightingale, which was... Okay, so, like, <clears throat> the big notes were the uh, Sonic 2 trailer and then uh, the Matrix Revolution, or the Reawakening. The yeah, the Matrix, we well, the Reawakening trailer and the game that just came out, Matrix Awakens, which looks pretty dope. Everyone, yeah. Uh, they're talking about the, the... The PS2 Matrix games are actually pretty good. Yeah, and they say the graphics on this shit is, like, next level. Yeah. Like, the immersive environment that they built in the cityscape. The way they're describing the way the cityscape is is almost the way that Breath of the Wild was described. Exactly. Right. But with how you can interact with the environment, which is really next level if you're going in a city. Yeah. And I mean, for something that is like supposed to be like a PS5, a next-gen exclusive, you would hope that, you know, they're making it worth the wait for the fucking PS5 because it's still like a fucking gamble on whether or not you can get one of them. We got that. We got Nightingale, uh, which is like some Victorian-style It looks like Monster Hunter meets Minecraft meets like... Victoria. Bram Stoker. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it looks kind of cool. Uh, that's why I wrote that one down. Hellblade 2. I don't know what the Hellblade series is. Nope. The uh, graphics in this game looked intense and it kind of made me interested to check out more of that. A uh, new product, uh, a, I guess a new adventure from the creator of Silent Hill. Uh, Spooky! Yeah, Slitterhead. Um, it looks like some kind of parasitic virus or, you know, something or other has infected, like, people and it, lots of body horror type shit. I'm, yeah. I'm totally here for it. Evil West, which is like God of War meets Red Dead Redemption. That <laughs> sounds pretty dope. I, I, I say that in, like, the playscape, right? Yeah. So, um, it's you're like a cowboy who's like fighting demons and devils and shit like that um gtfo looked pretty sick uh that was like another horror survival kind of group play game thirsty suitors i thought was funny because it's like scott pilgrim but with like uh black girl as the lead character (laughs) um it's almost like a uh it seems like one of those not like a dating simulator but like it's got like the dating simulator feel, but like with that. The girl version of Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> it's kind of, I, that might be like boiling it down too much or condensing it down too much, but yeah, no, it, that art style of the game looks pretty interesting uh, or pretty good as well. Um, Have a Nice Death was like the side scroller platformer that I thought looked yeah. pretty neat. <clears throat> the one that you have written down that I'm really interested in is a live action Halo series. Oh, yeah. So that was another one of the nine video game announcements that came out um, in the awards. I hadn't, I don't know if we talked about that or not. Like, that one, I feel like. I don't think we have either, but I'm really interested because Halo's world, world building, is very good. Right. So it could make way for a better um, live action adaptation than, like, a Doom did, per se. Yeah best game of the year though i thought was a little indie game called it takes two and this game i've actually played before (laughs) so i could chime in there right (laughs) no it's like a co-op game like a 
I don't know if it's strictly co-op, but the whole narrative of the game is you play as this little girl's parents who were getting a divorce and like through like an argument and the magic of empathy they got turned into ragdolls and you have to like compete <laughs> challenges or complete challenges together in order to you know uh, win the quest and get turned back into humans so it, it it's pretty fun it make I won't say it's a party game or whatever but it's definitely a fun co-op um, and sounds from, like a game you can play on a date yeah yeah if you know you want to think about divorce on a date <laughs> it, nonetheless it was a fun game I enjoyed playing it um, and from what I've been told by my son it's apparently free on like Xbox so and then the big reveal was the Sonic game the Sonic, and the Sonic yeah. 2 movie trailer right so Sonic Breath of the Wild <laughs> yeah dude um, open world Sonic with that much time to explore a lot it's gonna of take a whole five minutes to get to the end of the map with how fast he moves you would think, right? Um, but a lot of people are turned off from like the last 3D Sonic game that came out. Um, Sonic 06? The game so bad you don't even remember the actual title to this shit. Other than that, there weren't a whole lot of like AAA drops or anything like that this time around. Um, I thought it was neat that it, uh, I guess it's an, I think it's an indie game, right? Um, one, best game of the year. Knuckles! And yes, Idris Elba is Knuckles. Um, and Hype! <laughs> no, it... Look, the first Sonic movie was good, right? Yeah. So, and it, it was better than what I was expecting. Yeah. So, I don't expect this Jim one Carrey, to Jim Carrey, was full Jim Carrey. Yeah. I don't expect this one to be any, like, worse. Uh, the Lego movie and its sequel didn't let down. Yeah. So, here's hoping that this is, like, the Lego Um... Other than that, uh, apparently O'Shea Jackson is going to be <laughs> O'Shea Jackson Jr., a.k.a. Ice Cube's son. Little Ice Cube is going to be joining the Star Wars universe um, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series being released on Disney+. And he's totally hyped, hyping the shit up since fans don't even know what they got coming. That them. sounds dope. So, yeah, I mean, I might keep my Disney Plus subscription to check that out because... I was definitely thinking about taking a break from that shit to check out Paramount Plus. Because um, I hear they got some hypeness going on over there. Yeah. They got that whole Rugrats reboot. Rugrats reboot? Yeah. Is it with them as babies? or is Yeah, it... no, it's still with them as babies, but the whole, it's like the 3D kind of like art style thing. Uh... Um, and I guess we can't go out without or and ignore... I guess we can't go out and ignore the fact that uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yep. We gotta do that. So our uh, turtle See take... See you later, Space Cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> oh, wow. Well done. Please tell me you thought of that yourself and it wasn't a tweet you saw. No, I did think of that. Well, I mean, obviously people have tweeted that, right? Like, and the dude who played Jet Black, you know, put a very, like, heartwarming... Yeah, I saw that. And a lot of people agreed that it was, like, he was definitely... He was the, the best part of the show. Right. I, I, this is why we can't have nice things, guys. And I say that saying... I say that knowing all well that I was totally against this reboot and this remake from the jump, right? Um, but 
I was actually surprised with how fun it was when I watched it. Yeah. And it could have been something that on like the levels of like a Doctor Who. And I know there are people who probably gasp at me, yeah. right? Like, how dare you? But I mean, why couldn't it have been? If we let it have been like the fun, campy thing that it was trying to be, right? But you guys just frailed that shit so fucking hard. <laughs> like, you just, just left it there. Just left it in all its shame, right? Like, all you did was drag it, drag it through the fucking dirt. You know what makes and me really upset, though? People, I mean, it wasn't, I don't feel like it was as bad as people make it sound like. I agree. I agree with you. And I don't think it was nearly as bad as people make it sound like. No. And I think people were caught up in the fact of protecting and guarding the old cowboy. Like people. I said, the old cowboy bebop is high art. This one's like right. popcorn fun. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's like what happened with Teen Titans Go, except for Netflix didn't have the balls to say, you know what? People are enjoying this, so we're going to keep doing it. Right? Cartoon Network had no other fucking choice, it feels like, to be like, look, this is what we sank all our money into. But no, they did. They stuck behind Teen Titans Go. And there was there have been like fucking two movies off of this. Yeah. Now, right? Like it's one of the things keeping Cartoon Network alive. <laughs> so, I don't know. Netflix, I guess, didn't need the lifeline like Cartoon Network did. Yeah. So they said, fine, fuck it. You guys don't like it, so we're not going to keep doing it. I'm glad that the first season didn't have Ed in it at all. Especially after seeing what Ed looked like at the end of the last episode. I'm like, yeah. thank God. That character annoyed me in the original one. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were just, you know, and I'm seeing a lot of woke shaming in this. Like, you know, they tried the way they altered Faye's character and stuff is a lot of people's problem with the show. And yeah. I'm just like, her character is individually does isn't reflective of the entire campiness of the show. Yeah. Right? Like, the show is just campy on its fucking It's not her fault. No. <laughs> she wasn't... I guess she was in the second episode. She was introduced in the second episode. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like, the first episode set y'all up for their campy nature, mm -hmm. right? It kind of felt like fucking, it reminded me of, like, Xena and, like, the old the Hercules, Hercules with Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. It reminded me of, like, something like that. Like, something that would have been on the sci-fi channel yeah. in, like, the fucking mid-2000s had they had the budget for that shit. Yeah. Right? But y'all just couldn't let it live because fucking Josh Whedon didn't direct the shit and he's an asshole to work with anyway <laughs> according allegedly allegedly so I mean I don't know I, I'm kind of conflicted about this whole thing I'm a little upset that we didn't get to see this blossom and potentially and fill out its potential the way it could have I you felt know what like I would love to see the headlines from production huh. I would love to see like a fifth element remake directed by Joss Whedon with Edward Norton and Jared Leto just for the fucking like set gossip headlines. Oh god. I just feel like we didn't give this for all of its flaws, I feel like the show had potential. Yeah. Right? It wasn't as bad as Death Like no. It wasn't nearly as bad as Death for starters, they were smart and they tried to do a series and not a movie. Right. Or the Avatar series, right? This had potential. Yes, it had flaws. Avatar hasn't even come out yet. But it had potential. 
and y'all were just like, don't forget they're doing a Yu Yu Hakusho live exactly. action too. Exactly. So, I don't know. If I go into watching those with the mentality that I had after experiencing the Bebop remake, it might be okay. I feel like, and I might be a little off on this, but I feel like this is what happens when Eastern media adaptations are headed by Western production companies, right? Like the over, and I, I don't know, I may be like, virtue culture signaling or whatever but i do feel like it was a lot of what was wrong with it was it was like over westernized even though the narrative of, of the original one is westernized, westernized but told through the lenses of somebody who wasn't a western you know what i mean yeah just like avatar is an eastern based story told by someone who's not an eastern Right, like, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, <laughs> you know, um, which has a lot of problematic things in it, but for all of that, the story is still endearing and fun, and I felt like that about Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> and I guess it doesn't matter what I think, because we won't be getting it. Um, but what you will be getting more of is us, guys, every Sunday without fail except for when we take breaks which isn't very often <laughs> and so i feel comfortable saying every sunday without fail check back in for your boy doc and ziggy and throughout the week you can always catch us at the flood pod on everything and that's on everything, everything. and for all of our card players if you play magic the gathering Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon flesh and blood you can go and check out TokenMTG.com and use the promo code Ziggy and you can get 10% off of your order. That's right. TokenMTG. And don't forget to check out our sister and brother podcast, Fuck It, I'm 40. And Straight and No Chase. Chase. Uh, and like that, we out. <laughs> Keep your death threats to 140 characters or less, guys. Deuces. That's my line. Look, it's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Wait, why can't we talk about <laughs> it? It is time to talk about.